Hi, it's JP Mac, and welcome to Liberty Relearn, not just another conservative blog. Hello, everybody out there. I am your humble host, JP Mac, and welcome to the podcast. And since this is Labor Day weekend, I'd like to give a word of thanks out to everyone who builds and maintains all the great stuff that keeps our country going. So thank you and have a great Labor Day holiday. Hi, this is JP Mac, as I mentioned. And so let's talk about uh, what's going on in the news. Uh, in particular, um, we have Speaker McCarthy going out to Hawaii to investigate for himself to uh, see what happened uh, with regards to the Maui wildfires that were so tragic um, a few weeks ago. And so he's going out there, but that kind of raises a um, kind of a bigger question. And that is, um, so you have the wildfires and now they're going to um, form uh, an investigation about what happened to it and to see, I guess, what Congress and what the federal government can do, what what happened and lessons learned and all that with regards to the Maui wildfires. Um, but this leads us to a greater discussion about, you know, how many things can the Speaker and the House, how many balls can they juggle, how many Balls can they keep up in the air? Um, because they have uh, the House Oversight Investigation. You know, they're investigating what's going on with Hunter and his father and the, and the Biden corruption. And they're also uh, investigating the government's abuse of power, the weaponization of the federal government. And those are all worthy things. And then you have something else come along, that, like this tragedy... And so now uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy wants to investigate that too. And so I'm not going to suggest that's not worthwhile or that's not the job of the Speaker or the Congress because, you know, they have to allow a lot of money and the government agencies are always involved with what happened. And so they're trying to figure out what happened. And so the question is, uh, sh should they have gone or should the Speaker have gone uh, to Hawaii and should they investigate Hawaii? The, the problem is, uh, and this was really going to be inevitable, I think, uh, sooner or later, you know, you have all these investigations going at once and still you have to do the people's business of like um, doing the appro passing appreciation, appropriations bills, um, uh, you know, passing a budget for the next year. And what Congress is going to spend money on it, and soon that's going to be very important. Um, very quickly, that's going to become important. And so now you have all of these investigations going on, um, worthwhile that they might be. Uh, it's coming time um, for the GOP. They're going to have to get selective about what they investigate and what they don't. And, of course, there's no really... I don't think there's any real easy answer, but I think it's incumbent upon uh, Speaker McCarthy to explain this 
to the people that what what are the priorities of his house and how can you have all these committees operating at once and all these investigations operating at once um just reassure the people that that the business is going to get done and also that the budget sooner or later is going to get passed and so there's nothing wrong with speaker going to hawaii but the GOP needs to take care not to spread itself too thin. Uh, while they have to be careful not to get lured down every rabbit, rabbit hole, uh, Congress does have an obligation to find out if the situation in Hawaii was mishandled and what, the, what if anything, the federal government should do about it. Uh, unfortunately, if they investigate every Biden or Democrat screw-up, they might never get anything of consequence done. And so that's the dilemma that the GOP and the uh, House leadership has today. Um, but focusing on, on the specific uh, trip to Hawaii, um, we have an article in Just the News, John Solomon's Just News. Uh, it's Speaker McCarthy headed to Hawaii after House GOP announces disaster response investigation. And it starts off, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced on Friday that he is going to Hawaii to examine the damage and recovery efforts following the deadly wildfires in Maui and Lahaina. I am headed to Hawaii to assess the damage, response, and recovery efforts on the ground from the fire in Maui, he wrote on X, the platform previously called Twitter. And just as a side, I see that's going to be a problem. It's going to be with the Twitter and X. It's going to be like the the, for, the artist formerly known as Prince. We're going to have to sort that out. But anyway, continuing on, uh, he says, It's clear we need answers into how this tragic fire occurred and what could have been done to prevent it from happening. The GOP led House Oversight and Accountability Committee announced earlier this week that it would launch an investigation into the federal government's response to the wildfires. The response by federal, state, and local officials to the catastrophic wildfire in Maui raises serious questions, and Americans, especially those impacted by this tragedy, deserves answer. answers. House Oversight Chairman James Comer, Republican Kentucky, said according to Yahoo News. President Biden drew a lot of backlash after announcing his plan to support relief efforts by providing families with a one-time $700 payment, a plan that attracted intense scrutiny following his refusal to comment on the catastrophe on vacation. Uh, so you remember he was vacationing, uh, I think he was in his Delaware beach home. Someone asked him about the fire and he said no comment. Well, that didn't go very over very well with the people affected in Maui. Uh, goes on in the article to say, um, As of now, the death toll from the wildfires in Hawaii stands at 115 with many people still missing. The incident is the state's deadliest natural disaster since 1960, a 1960 tsunami 
that killed 61 Hawaiians. And so you, there you have it. Uh, another screw-up on the part of the federal government and the Biden regime that now the GOP has to go look into. Um, and I think this is, um, I guess, helpful in a way because it's going to turn up. We already know, you know pretty much what the investigation is going to turn up. It's going to turn up probably uh, mismanagement part of the force service and uh, some of the blame is going to be laid upon the uh, uh, Hawaii energy concern I forget the name of it but the uh, the power plant in Hawaii the energy producer there and of course our disaster response and the response of the state police and there's so many things so this is leading a lot of people including myself to suggest this is going to be Biden's Katrina and the the problem here is that you are starting to turn Hawaiians, particularly Native Hawaiians, against you. They are they're not happy at all with the president right now, or, or really any members of their government. A lot of them, I think, on, in the local side, have resigned because of this incident and the alleged mishandling. So this is going to be a problem going forward. This is obviously going to come up in the debates, both in the Republican debates and if there are any Democrat debates. And if uh, President Biden chooses to come out of his basement to debate the eventual uh, primary winner, the eventual uh, nominee of the Republicans, or, or whoever is running at that point, who knows if... Biden will still even be in the game. But someone's going to have to answer for what has been uh, done in this bluest of blue states of Hawaii. And again, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And of course, uh, the accusation, the common accusation being made, is that the government, both state and local in Hawaii, was spending too much time and money and effort on doing green energy and not enough time uh, keeping the existing infrastructure safe. And so that is a common complaint being leveled uh, right now in Hawaii. Um, so this is, um, as I alluded to, this kind of hints at a bigger problem that probably is going to occur more often um, you're going to have natural disasters. You just had the hurricane in Florida. Um, it seems to be that was rel relatively well handled um, by DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida. So luckily that's not going to be too much of a problem, but there's always something that happens. And always uh, second guessing and you know reviews and everything like that. Um, but there's going to be something, you know, we're not done uh, hurricane season, unfortunately, in the United States, in this part of the world. So there's that, and there's anything that can, you know, there's Ukraine, there could be terrorists, or, you know, natural disasters or anything. Um, you know, last year we had the 
um, just tragic botched withdrawal from Afghanistan that has been laid at the feet of the Biden regime, and they have to answer for that. Hopefully they will uh, next November. And so you have all of these things going on. And so it's going quickly going to come to a time where uh, the GOP and McCarthy and the leadership have to make some hard choices. Are they going to pursue a inquiry, a, an impeachment inquiry, or are they going to go down that road? Seems like McCarthy is starting to get cold feet over the impeachment um, inquiry. Uh, we may have time to talk about that, but um, it's getting going to get to the point. And again, you know, you have the border, and you're you're not going to have, unfortunately, any uh, lack of problems caused mainly by the Democrats and particularly by the Biden regime. And so. It's going to be become ever ever more tricky to uh, keep this balancing act going, to, you know, to keep all those balls that he's juggling in the air at one time. And so, with the uh, in inquiry going on uh, with regards to the Maui wildfires, that leads us into the next story. Next kind of related story, um, where you have the uh, impeachment impeachment inquiry. Um, Kevin McCarthy seems to be getting cold feet with regards to holding an impeachment inquiry. Um, he is now saying he's not going to do it without a uh, a full vote of Congress, um, which he should which should pass i don't know what republican is going against that i think they only need a simple majority to launch an inquiry uh, and i don't think pelosi even did that i think she if memory serves she just uh did it by committees the committees uh voted um, themselves to have the inquiry but i may be wrong about that um so the question is Will the GOP grow a spine and do what needs to be done? At least authorize an impeachment inquiry. Worry about what the Senate will do later. At least give the White House a real reason to hire lawyers. Um, because this is in reference to another story about the Biden regime uh, lawyering up in anticipation of an impeachment inquiry and maybe an uh, eventual impeachment and so they they are going to lawyer up and so we have another story now from again just the news uh white house lawyers white house lawyers up as house gop pairs for impeachment inquiry vote report house speaker kevin mccarthy has hinted before in recent statements that the house could launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden as soon as the House reconvenes this month. And so now it is time for McCarthy to put up or shut up. 
And so it goes on to say, ahead of a likely House impeachment inquiry vote into President Joe Biden, the White House has geared up a team with two dozen lawyers, legislative aides, and communication staffers to respond, according to a White House aide. According to the source, President Biden's team has been putting together a strategy to push back on the impeachment inquiry vote and defend the president against allegations from the House, GOP. NBC News refers to the effort as a, quote, war room that has been in the works for months. And they go on to say, comparing this in past to past impeachments isn't Apples to apples or even apples to oranges it is apples to elephants, the White House aide said, according to NBC News. And yeah, that's true, because the previous impeachments against Trump were very specious. They were they are very shaky constitutional grounds. Uh, they didn't seem to rise to the level of high crimes or misdemeanors, and certainly bribery wasn't uh, being suggested there. Um... So, yeah, they are correct, but I don't think they're correct in the way they think they are when when they say things like that. It's not apples to apples um, because that's like uh, comparing, I don't know, a, um, a Ford pickup truck to a Ferrari. <laughs> you know, two different very things that were used for the different purposes. Um not to be confused ever with each other. And so you have that, you know, you have the two impeachments uh, against Trump, one against, you know, regarding the perfect phone call that he made with Zelensky. And, you know, the, the Democrats in that one really stretched um, the meaning of uh, high crimes and misdemeanors to something that wasn't was neither a high crime nor a misdemeanor in the view of many and also the second impeachment they impeached a president who wasn't even uh, president anymore and of course this was their first attempt to knock him out of the 2024 race and keep him from running for president um so, goes on to say, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has hinted in recent statements that the House could launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden as soon as the House reconvenes this month. Many House leaders have requested materials to further their inquiries into President Biden, his family, and the administration's alleged weaponization of the federal government. The White House has denied that Biden was involved in any of his family business family's business dealings while he was vice president under Barack Obama and of course the evidence is growing uh, almost day by day to refute that assertion uh, we have I think I uh, something like 170 uh, suspicious suspicious activity reports done by various banks um, Regarding his dealings, his family dealings with setting up shell companies and these things that have all the hallmarks of money laundering. And of course, there's a trail from the shell companies 
to foreign entities and sometimes foreign governments uh, through the shell companies, filtering down eventually to members of the Biden family. Really, that only thing that remains is for that missing link from the account, one of the accounts, to uh, Biden's wallet. That's really all the things that the Republicans have. But I would say the, the Republicans uh, certainly have much more credible information than the Democrats ever had to launch their impeachment inquiry. Uh, if you remember back then, they had a, uh, a quote-unquote whistleblower talking about a, his second-hand knowledge, uh, a call with President Zelensky alleging that uh, Trump was trying to, uh, I don't know, intimidate or misuse his power as president to go after his uh, rival, which, uh, of course, at that point when the, when the call was made, or now President Biden had not even declared his candidacy for president. So what rival are they talking about? Um, so that was one of the major problems. And of course, you had the impeachment, oh, second impeachment over January 6th, where you know, they try and twist his words, you know, go peacefully protest at the Capitol, and they twist that into some sort of violent insurrection, call to insurrection. Which, of course, failed because it never happened that way. It's a huge leap of logic and distortion of the truth. And not to mention the fact that he wasn't even president when they impeached him. So, who knew that the Constitution called, had a provision for a retroactive impeachment inquiry. Um, so, here we have same thing. But I guess in a way that they did a service because now they can't, we, uh, if and when they impeach the, the president over what he did as vice president, we could call that retroactive too, but he is currently the president. So it's uh, going over things that he did while he was not in that office. So really the, the Democrats would not have a leg to stand on after impeaching a president who was no longer president so they can't complain on those grounds and so we'll see but it does seem like speaker mccarthy is being getting cold feet kind of rever reverting to unfortunately classic um uh republican stereotype that you know they they're all full of sound and fury but ultimately signifying nothing and that has been the chief complaint of republicans for almost as long as I've been politically aware. Um, so you, you, know, you wonder, is the talk about an impeachment vote? Because again, not clear what happened. Um, I want to say that uh, Pelosi didn't require a vote. I'm pretty sure she just did it via the committees and what the committees individual committees decide and they decide to go forward with the impeachment. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I think here it does seem like McCarthy is looking for a way out, um, which would be important, unfortunate because again, there's so much more credible, solid evidence. You have bank statements, you have letters from company. I think 
countries from, I think, like Romania and Malta, I think, sending stuff it's like, hey, you need to really look at this. This really uh, stinks of money laundering. We think you have a problem here. And that was official communication from the government saying, hey, you need to look into this. And then you have the quid pro Joe moment where uh, he brags about having uh, the uh, investigator uh, in Ukraine fired, uh, Shoknin. He had him fired and replaced with someone solid, so he says. By solid, he means someone who would drop his investigation into Burisma, which his son worked for and was collecting money. And it has been suggested in some quarters that there was definitely a connection between his son receiving something like 87000 a month uh, for working in Burisma and the call to have that uh, prosecutor fired um, in Ukraine. And that's just one example. And then you had very favorable treatment, uh, I think, like in Ura in um, Romania, about you know some of the things that were important to them, and uh, some Russians and some oligarchs in Russia and Ukraine had stuff that was important to them, not the least of which was Burisma, of course. Um, so there's a lot to suggest that not only you know, was our quid pro quo, but we know what we think we know what was given for what, you know, uh, money to Hunter Biden and into all these shell companies for political favors. And you can see, um, that there's evidence of political favors having been done and orchestrated by the vice president's office back in the Obama administration. So, so, so much more credible evidence. I know the, uh, on the other side, the Democrats and the left will, you know, just deny, deny, deny. That's their MO. But really at some point you have to admit that, yeah, evidence is evidence. And when you have 170 SARs that, yeah, that is in fact evidence of corruption and money laundering. And when the, the president uh, brags about getting a deal done, getting a prosecutor fired, who just happened to be uh, investigating his son's company, then that is that is evidence. Um, some of that, and then you have emails. You know, you have uh, chats with Hunter Biden uh, with some counterpart in China. You know, basically threatening some sort of. Uh, retaliation against them if they don't get their money and it claims that uh, his father who would be Joe Biden is sitting right now there next to him and so basically don't cross them give us the money and don't cross us or you'll be sorry so that was the gist of that communication that has come out and apparently there's even more um, because you know the uh, Ukrainians um, don't mean to sound stereotypical, but it's just a fact that they're well known, as well as the Russians, for their corruption. And obviously, this is not their first rodeo when it comes to payoffs and corruption and bribes. So, I, one, that might suggest they know what they're doing and that they're going to keep things in their back pocket, like recordings and videotapes and stuff like that. And some of the stuff we know is on Hunter's laptop. So, what you have the White House suggesting here 
that, you know, it's comparing the past impeachment isn't apples to apples or even apples to oranges. It's apples to elephants and claiming, you know, never in modern history has there been an impeachment based on no evidence whatsoever. Well, that, that's simply not true. I mean, that's simply the White House saying what they wish was true, what they fantasize about being true, but it is not. It's just simply not true. Um, and the reason that they feel free to say that as unfortunately is because they feel like you're stupid, that you're actually going to buy that. And they're going to say, well, the white house said that there's no evidence. So there can't be cause you know, it's the Republicans after all. And it's just ridiculous. They, they take us for fools. Um, and that's unfortunate, but that's where, that's the kind of white house. That's the kind of people we're dealing with people with no honor, no integrity, zero honor, zero integrity. And so, yes, uh, impeachment is the right call for these people. These people, um, you know, they, they have to be taken out of power. Now, there's different ways to do it. You could go after uh, Merrick Garland first um, because of his impropriety, covering up um, Hunter Biden and doing all sorts of crazy deals, you know, sweetheart deals. He was going to just drop the entire thing with regards to Hunter Biden, but then he found out he couldn't do that. So he tried to do the next best thing and basically give him a slap on the wrist. And when the judge intervened and said, no, you're not going to do that. You need to do something real. Then, you know, you have, it's very apparent now that uh, Garland is involved with a cover-up uh, for the Bidens. Um, because they know, they they don't want, and they actually, uh, Hunter Biden's uh, attorneys um, just kind of brought it up and say, hey, you know what, if you bring this to trial then we're just going to have to call uh, President Biden to the stand. And that's not going to be something you really want to do. Um, so there's like a little bit of a veiled threat there. And so I think um, that made uh, the attorney, um, the prosecutor Weiss, uh, really turned him, you know, said, basically said, we're just going to drop everything. We're just going to let this slide because there's pressure being brought upon us by the Bidens um, to make this thing go away. Um, but it shouldn't go away, and the Bidens don't deserve for this to go away. And I think if they get off without so much as an impeachment inquiry, they really are, that's like letting them off the hook. That's like saying, we don't care. We're going to take our chances with the election. And, of course, we know that um, there's very little trust, let's say, uh, about the federal election system. And uh, we already had electionary interference on the part of the intelligence agencies before in the past election when they uh, intervened on behalf of Hunter Biden with regards to the Hunter Biden laptop. And they supported the hoax that it was Russian disinformation. They supported that um, hoax, that uh, disinformation that they put out there, and that did have an effect on the election back in 2020. So they're already guilty 
of election interference in that way. And so they're doing a lot of, of the same stuff again. And really it'd be a travesty of justice. Now I know that we're all worried about, well, what would uh, Kamala Harris do? You know, if you impeach Joe Biden, let's say everything goes through and he's impeached, well, it leaves us with no better with uh, Harris. But at least Harris, uh, so we know, hasn't really done something so overtly corrupt that uh, President Biden did. And President, you know, she didn't appoint Garland the head of the DOJ. So she, uh, at least we don't know yet, that she's to be part of that cover-up and that whole cabal there. But we do know um, what Garland had a part in all of that, and we do know what the president had a part in that too. And so in my humble opinion, I think it would be a travesty of justice not to let us go, not to let this go, to not hold an, at least an impeachment inquiry that would give the Republican, the GOP committees uh, the ultimate, basically, in power, the apex of um, power, um, investigatorial power, um, to call witnesses, and to uh, receive sworn testimony and stuff like that. Because um, it does make a difference when you're actually focusing in on a, a, an impeachment rather than just thinking about an impeachment or thinking about thinking about an impeachment. Um, you're actually taking that first big step uh, towards impeachment with the inquiry. And they need to at least do that. And so I don't know what the rationale is on the part of these Republican holdouts. I think there's like five of them or so. Um, not too many. They're just going cold feet. Maybe they want something in return for their support for an inquiry. Um, and that just does not seem to be very honorable. Not with this mountain of evidence. And again, remember, uh, Trump was impeached for much less. Um, we actually have, unlike the... Um, Unlike the Democrats under Pelosi, we actually have a case for impeachment. You know, you have high crimes, bribes, and misdemeanors. And this is what we're talking about here is, of course, the bribery part of the uh, impeachment clause to the United States Constitution. So we have that. We have ample evidence, despite what the uh, White House would have you think. Um, there is plenty of evidence to suggest bribery. We know something was offered and something was given. And it's just a matter of tying the, the two things together. And then you have bribery. And you can't really worry. People also worry about, well, it doesn't matter because the Senate won't vote for him. He needs 60 votes in the Senate. He'll never get it. Well, we cannot worry about, you know, the... House cannot fail to do its job because they're worried about the Senate not doing its job. Okay, um, if the Senate doesn't choose not to do their job, if the Democrats in particular choose to look the other way and pretend nothing, none of this matters, then that just, first of all, that just proves their corruption and their dishonesty. But really, you can't base your decision upon that. You know, you can't worry about whether or not the Senate's going to do their job. You just have to do yours and worry about yourself.
And so there you have it. Uh, the speaker's uh, plate is going to be very full. Uh, you have all these committees, the impeachment committee, the impeachment in inquiry. Now, of course, when you have an actual impeachment, that kind of stops the whole entire government. And you don't, you know, obviously don't want to do that. Well, there's still a budget in question. You want to solve that. But I don't think there is a problem with doing the budget and an inquiry at the same time. It just gives them the power that they need. So there's no real reason to be done. I mean, I don't know. You know, you still have these Republicans who have it in their mind that they're trying to be decent and they have to be above the fray. And they realize, they have to realize that that's a losing strategy. That that's the way you get um, McCained. You know, you that's the way you get Romneyed. You know, you... you you follow those strategies, you know, to go along, to get along, and be above the fray, and try that. It's like, you know, meanwhile, the Democrats are having none of that. They're, they're trying to put the president in jail um, based on very specious charges, on um, very shaky legal grounds. They're, um, straight, they're stretching the statutes involved past the breaking point um, they might get lucky and get a corrupt jury, a biased jury and a biased judge to hand them a sentence which of course will be a travesty of justice but that is unfortunately a real possibility and so the Democrats are not following the rules and so the you know the uh, Republicans, these last Rhino Republicans have to get it out of their head that they're going to somehow stay above it all and um you know sorry but you, you you might have to forget about being invited to all these dc cocktail parties for a little while and do what's right um so that is my take on that um you know doing the right thing is not always the easy thing and showing that you have a bit of integrity is not always easy and this is going to be a challenge for the individual Republican members, uh, we don't expect much from the Democrats, uh, unfortunately. But um, we should expect more from the Republicans, especially McCarthy. Um, he needs to decide that this is going to happen. I mean, he's going to have to uh, get in touch with his inner Pelosi. Sorry to say and say, yeah, this is what's going to happen and you figure out how you're going to deal with it. But this is going to happen. That's what Pelosi did. That's what she did all the time with the Democrats. And now McCarthy is going to have to put on his big boy pants and try and figure that out. Um, he, I think he knows what the right thing to do is. He just needs the courage to do that. So, you know, if you want to write letters to the Speaker or Congress and or your, your congressional district, or your congressman or woman, um, probably not a bad idea, just to give them a little bit of encouragement, particularly if you have one of these wishy-washy um, congressmen, um, wherever they are, say, hey, uh, you need to get in board, on board with this, you need to do the right thing, uh, we don't care about you not being invited to 
cocktail parties in Georgetown. Uh, you're just going to have to deal with that and do what's right. And then you encourage them, obviously, be respectful and say, hey, I like what you did on this piece of legislation. Now, we need to keep up the momentum and go ahead with impeachment inquiry. Something along those nature. Because, you know, people are just reflexively going to ignore you if you're just trolling them or belittling them or yelling at them. They're going to, you know, they're just going to reflexively ignore you. But if you just appeal to their sense of decency and integrity, maybe, just maybe, um, they'll get the moral courage to do what's right. And again, the easy thing, particularly in this case, is not right because for all the reasons that everybody knows, you still have to deal with Harris being vice president. You still have to deal with the Senate that can't be counted on to do the right thing. Even, you know, I mean, most of us know that we could have President Vine on videotape taking a bag of money from the Ukrainians or the Romanians or whomever and saying, okay, I've got that uh, policy done for you now. Give me my money. You could have that literally on videotape and they would still not vote for impeachment because it's all tied in with their quest for power. And so you have, unfortunately... Uh, power craving Democrats on the left, uh, but you can't worry about them now. Um, let them be exposed for their corruption and their lack of integrity, and you just worry about yourself, and you worry about the people in your district and in your state who will be voting for you and who will be looking at you. You just worry about yourself if you're a Republican at this point. And so that's what we have Today, again, um, it's going to be a busy next couple weeks for the Republican leadership, especially McCarthy. He's got the Hawaii thing to deal with now. He's got the impeachment. He's got the, um, the uh, weaponization of the federal government thing to do. And he's got a budget fight on his hands that we can't afford to lose that either. So he needs to figure out a way to get all these things done and make sure that everybody is in line with his leadership and that his priorities and the nation's priorities and at least the Republicans' priorities and the Congress people's priorities are all in alignment. Again, maybe he has to get in touch with his inner Pelosi and get this thing done and, and, and get a little bit of, uh, you know, get, you know, herd the cats together. Um, you know, what can I tell you? You just, you just have to do it. Pelosi managed to do it with the Democrats. I know Republicans are kind of a different animal, but you still have, have to do that. That has to be your priority and you have to show that to be your priority. So that's what I have for you today. I want to thank you all, as usual, for watching and listening and following Liberty Relearned and the Liberty Relearned podcast. Uh, follow it on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget, we are on Rumble, so you can watch us. And also follow us on 
uh, libertyrelearn.com online, Liberty Relearned on Facebook, and at LR Podcast on Getter. So until next time, stay healthy, happy, and free.